Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, guys, what's up? Good morning. David Villa here with the crew. Welcome to Game Changer Live. Good morning, It is Tuesday. How's it going? Come on, man. It's a glorious, wonderful, blessed Tuesday. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will... Come on, you will. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God, save us today and send success and prosperity our way. That's the God we serve. We're going to talk about running on empty. Running on empty. Amen. <clears throat> I want to say this, relax. God's got you. God's got you. And, you know, I think a lot of us can can relate to running on empty. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Um I will tell on myself a little bit and it doesn't matter what kind of vehicle I have it. It happened when I had my first vehicle, a 1984 maroon hatchback Honda Accord, you know? Um, and it was like, it, it was, but it was like 1987 or 88 when I got it. So it was a used, used vehicle and it, and it happened in those vehicles and and I do it now in my brand new BMW M8 competition. I don't run out of gas. I used to years and years ago, but I, I, I push it to the limit. Like I will, I hate to stop and get gas. I've often said this, that I would love like in the movies where like a jet plane could just fly over top of you or a cargo plane, drop a hose down while you're driving and just, you know, just fill your tank up and you never have to stop. I hate taking the time to stop and refuel. In the Uber age, I'm surprised somebody hasn't come up with a way to actually do that. Although maybe it's just not feasible or like. Well, I mean, but because like some idiot would be doing it in the middle of traffic and. No, no, know. no. But like you, you, you order gas to where you're at. Like you're parked somewhere. You order gas. Like you're, you're here at work. Gas on the go. Gas on the go, dude. I'm surprised somebody hasn't done that. And maybe it's just not economically feasible to do, but I'm surprised that hasn't been like started yet. Well, I mean, I don't know what would not be economically feasible. You can mark up everything. And Mike, you should start that up. You're doing the del- you're doing the delivery part of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised as well. But I would buy first customer right here. <laughs> I would sign up for a subscription. I would never leave. You just come fill my tank up. Just exactly. Just like you come wash my car or do anything else here. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. But but it's a good idea. I've actually thought of that before too. That's that. That's another thing. Let's um, talk after we may. Let's, let's do a startup. Yeah. Unless Eddie beats us to it. Um, <laughs> so. You know, but but running on empty, and I want to and I want to encourage you that you know you may feel like you're on empty. I want to give you the end of the story before we go. You may feel like you're on empty, but if you have whatever you have left in your tank is enough for God to use. And I and I just somebody needed to hear that this morning that whatever you have left in your tank is enough for God to use. It's enough. It's 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 not it's not less than enough. It's not almost enough. It's more than enough. And Joey Perez said it's going to happen with electric vehicles. That's that's bogus hogwash. My daughter just got a Tesla. It takes her 35 minutes to charge that sucker. Let me just tell you <laughs> right now, okay? Charging it overnight because we bought the garage deal. We're getting ready to have it installed. And she's getting one in their new house when they get married. And, and that's cool. But let me just tell you right now until she gets it, it takes her a straight up 35 minutes. That you have that patience of Job. I'm going to tell you, I would drive my car one time and be like, oh, it's, it's out of charge. Come take it from me and give me something else. <laughs> 35 minutes, that, that would be even worse than getting gas. Anyway, 
<clears throat> so they, the electric car makers have a lot to, to work on, a lot to work on. Um, so relax, God's got you, okay? And I want you to know that whatever you have in your tank is enough for God to use. It's more than enough. I want to look up the word empty. I looked up the word empty here and I, I wrote it down. And, uh, you know, Mike can pull it up as well if we want, but I wrote it down here and it just says containing nothing. And this is, a, this. there's several definitions when you pull it up, but, and I want to read the first, the first two, containing nothing. Some of you feel like you have nothing left. And, I, and I'm talking to someone this morning. I'm, this is not a depressing message. This is a message of encouragement. So when I say you feel like you have nothing left, it doesn't mean that you've turned your back on God. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, that you know that God's not working for you, but, but you just, you're at the, you're at the end of your rope. You're at the bottom of the tank. You're running on empty. You're reading the word, you're praying, you know, you're, you're going to church or whatever. And you know, you're believing you're, com, you know, you're communing with fellow believers. You're part of a small group, excuse me. You're part of a small group, but you're just running on empty. I mean, this. Here's the, can we just, first of all, real, can we just admit that there are, that that's just the way it is sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes we do everything right and we feel like we have nothing left in the tank. Empty is containing nothing, not filled or occupied. And the other definition below it I want to read is kind of, um, is, is, is shifting from, from like the, the concept of like something in your bucket, so to speak, but it's also a powerful definition and it has to do with, I'm going to use it today because it has to do with us as people lacking meaning or sincerity. So I'm going to, maybe you're at the bottom of your tank, the end of your rope, and you feel like I have nothing and I'm just empty. And I, you know, maybe depression set in, maybe, you know, discouragement is set in. Maybe, you know, maybe you're beginning to, you know, to, to buy into like, what if it doesn't happen for me that way? And then there's the other side that lacks meaning or sincerity. And, you know, at the same time, I think that sometimes you feel like you're doing everything right. You know, you get up, you're in a positive mood, you know, certain things in your life are going well. I mean, your family's doing well, but when it comes to maybe your career or your purpose, you're looking at it and going, you know what? I, I don't, I don't feel like I have meaning. And I don't feel like my purpose is being served. I don't feel like there's sincerity or meaning inside of, you know, my purpose. And I think my purpose, I feel like my purpose is empty. And I think that those two things are the, the areas that I want to focus and target on. And, um, you know, I want to say this and this is going to sound like, yeah, okay, Dave thinks a lot, but I want to say this because I think sometimes we need to hear the truth and then we can, then we can deal with it. Then we can unpeel the onion and we can like deal with the discussion, but let me just say, choose to make the decision to hold on to God's word. My experience in life in many empty seasons and many times where I felt like I was running on empty. And by the way, a lot of times it was because I avoided being filled. I'm going to tell you that God, God's not avoiding filling you. If you feel empty this morning, I'm going to tell you if you're, if you're like me and every other human being on this planet, I avoided being filled. I would, I go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to read my Bible tomorrow. I, you know what? I'm going to pray later. And I don't, I don't do that anymore. I make, it's a, it's a habit and it's, and it's, it's a discipline, but I'm going to tell you, I did that for a great deal in my life in multiple areas. 
Well, I'm going to give next week. I'm going to tithe next week, or I'm going to start doing that then. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to get better at that next week. I'm going to, I'm going to, I had to start reading my Bible. You know, I started yesterday, but I didn't do it today. I'm going to, you know what? I'll start Monday fresh. You know, I'm going to start to pray. I'm going to start to go to church. I'm going to start all these types of things. And and those are just the surface level things. There's so many things with inside on a daily basis that we can add to that. But choose the decision, choose to make the decision to hold on to God's word. Because every time that I've ran on empty, it's been because David has passed gas station after gas station. I'm going to tell you what I do. I'll drive to work and I'll have like, no joke. I'm not kidding you guys. I'll have like seven miles on my tank. And I don't drive my car a lot. I mean, I go to work, I go home. I mean, I go to church. I go, I don't go to a lot of places. It's not like I drive all over the place. So, you know, and I know how many miles it takes and I will legit go, you know, I don't want to stop right now. And it's not because I'm lazy. It's because I've got things to do at work. I got, I want to get to the office. I got to get, oh, we got to get the podcast prepared. I got to study. I got to do some things. And then I just, I just procrastinate, push it off. And I'm going to tell you that it's, I choose to pass, pass places of fullness and remain in emptiness. Do you get it? I choose to pass places of fullness and places of refilling and remain in emptiness. And I think that we need to choose to make a decision to hold on to God's word because there's fullness in his word. There's completeness in his word. Choose to hold on to his promises. His promises are yea and amen. He doesn't lie. He's, he's, he's incapable of lying. Choose to trust God in this journey. Ecclesiastes 3.1. We either love this verse or hate this verse. I don't mean hate it literally, but we either love it and want to use it and it means a lot. Or sometimes we're like, okay, I don't want to hear that right now. But 3.1, Ecclesiastes 3.1 says that God has established a time and a season for everything. The problem is we want it now. We want what yesterday, we now faith, but the, but, the, but the purpose of the now faith is when you need it, it's there. But we want everything in life now. Faith is actually, even though it's now faith, having the faith for now, faith is actually the opposite of the way we do things. Because we want it now, and sometimes faith says it's going to be tomorrow. Mm. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So Ecclesiastes 3.1 states that God has established a time and a season for everything. To everything, there's a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. So God has this thing laid out. And here's my thing. If he's the orchestrator, the Hebrews 12, 2 says he's the author and the finisher of your faith. Okay. And by the way, he, 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 he frames that scripture in the stadium of like, a cloud of witnesses. He said there's a cloud of witnesses. Who do you think those witnesses are? These are like, it's like Ruth and Esther and Moses and, and, and Abraham and, and David and, you know, all, all of these people, all the disciples. These are the clouds of witnesses that have gone before, that have, that, have, that have finished the race. Like Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. And they're cheering you on because they may have retired, 
but they're, but they're going, man, I, this, come on, you can do it. And I'm going to tell you that Hebrews 12 too, right in the setting, in the stadium of the cloud of witnesses, God says, I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. He says, look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. And I want you to know that many of us can believe that he's the author of our faith. Many of us can buy into the fact that God called me, God placed this dream in my heart, God put this desire in my heart, God put this business in my heart, God gave me this family, God gave me this relationship, God did this for me, God's orchestrating this. Many of us can take him as the author, but can you trust him? as the finisher. Can you? Can you trust him? He's not only the, because listen, if you call him the author, you got to call him the finisher. God doesn't leave it undone. And so for every time under heaven, there's a, every uh, time, in, uh, I'm sorry, every uh, place under heaven, God establishes a time and a season for everything. To everything, there's a season and to every purpose under the heaven. So God has said that God has said, I have established a time and a season for everything. So we have to choose. I highlighted multiple times here in my notes, multiple times I highlighted the word choose. It's a choice. We have to choose to fill up. We have to choose to hold our peace. We talked about surrendering to get peace, but faith, now faith, to hold peace. We have to choose to hold peace. We have to choose to wait for the season. By the way, waiting is not sitting on the couch eating a box of donuts, right? Waiting is is taking action. Waiting is serving. Waiting, you know, I, I choose to view the waiting is not like sitting around going like this. I mean, I choose I choose to think of waiting as, can I get you anything else, Lord? Lord, would you like another? You know, in other words, serving him. Have you ever been to a restaurant and had this kind of wait in service? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's really a bad experience. But when you, have you ever been to a restaurant where the service is spot on? That's waiting. But you have to wait for his season. His timing is perfect. That's the thing we have to understand. His timing is perfect. Because if he, and he in Ecclesiastes 3.1, established a time and a season for everything, then it's perfect. And he did it in advance. It just requires faith, right? It requires, it requires patience. It requires waiting. It requires filling up. So if you're running on empty, stop, for goodness sake, and fill up. I want you to type this in the notes, Sam. It's in your notes here. Do you have these notes? Or yeah. No? Okay, so it's, it's, it's here. It's right here. And I want you to type this in. Choose his peace over your process. Over your process. I'm going to say that again. And if this were a mic, I'd drop it, but it's coffee. <laughs> Don't drop it, please. <laughs> no, I'm not. I want my coffee. Yeah. Less about the mess I would it makes probably, more than I want my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> if I drop this, I may consider licking this off this day. Okay? I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Maybe. So choose his peace over your process. Come on. Choose his peace over your process. So empty means containing nothing, not filled or occupied, lacking meaning or sincerity. Some of you feel empty. Some of your purposes feel empty. Some of your lives feel empty. Some of your journeys feel empty. I've got great news for you. The very fumes that are at the bottom of the tank, if that's all you have left, it's enough for God to use. God can take your little bit and make it a lot. He can take whatever it is you have left over and he can turn it into a gourmet meal. Come on, some of you, your leftovers are just that. They're just leftovers. God can take your leftovers and he can make a, a five- course gourmet like five-star 
dining experience out of it. All right? Emptiness is a wake-up call. This is, this is where I want to leave this. I'm going to let you guys copy in. Emptiness is a wake-up call to go to God. I just wrote this down right before the, this is in my hand, I just wrote this down right before because it gives in my spirit. Emptiness is a wake-up call to go to God. Who is the only one who can turn emptiness into fullness? Hmm. I think of being empty is, you know, you thought you were kind of hitting on it before in the beginning. Um, when you're empty, you may still be going through all the motions. You may still be doing all the same things that um, you've always done. You know, you still may have your same routine. You still may be serving, but something's just not fulfilling you. Mm-hmm. And you're just going through those motions. And sometimes when you're going through those motions, like you have to break something or God has to break it, but you have to find a way to break almost the monotony of what you're doing because you're almost falling back into, I say muscle memory, but muscle memory kind of also would go along the lines of a comfort zone. Like I found comfort in all these things and I found full, I found this fulfilling at the start, but now that I've been doing it for so long or so often, mm-hmm. it's no longer fulfilling to me. And that's the time that you kind of have to take a step back and go, well, where, where am I, where am I lacking? And I've had times like that where I've been serving at churches on worship teams and nothing's changed. If you saw me playing, you wouldn't notice any different, but inside I'm like, I'm getting nothing out of this. Why is that? Well, because the second definition, the second definition, you can, you can pop that up. If Can you pull that up on the screen for a second? So they can, I mean, they can Google it themselves, but I mean, I think it might be interesting to see what we're talking about right here, just on Google. I mean, this is just what it is, right? This is what Mike just described. Lacking meaning or sincerity. You know, it's, it's, I mean, that's it, you know, because you're, you're going through the motions. No one said there, it, 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 matter of fact, to lack meaning and sincerity, I mean, really almost depicts that you are doing something. You are going through the motions. You are continuing. And that's the thing. And I think that there's a, listen, I want, I got news for you. God takes and takes everything through Romans eight twenty eight, and he makes it good. So here's the, you want the good news. This is my, in my opinion through experience and through understanding God's word in my way. But this is just, you know, this is my, David's opinion here. Okay. So take it or leave it. But I feel like God's going to reward th- that faithfulness. I mean, you want to change and shift it and you want to get full. But God, I think God honors the fact that while you're searching, because that's part of the journey, while you're searching, for, you know, I'm doing this and, and it doesn't have meaning and, and sincerity. It's, I'm, it's empty, but yet I'm still trying. I'm still doing it. As long as you go and seek God, God will honor the faithfulness because it's not like you're sitting there doing nothing, you know? And I think that sometimes we, we know we have to stop, we have to rest and we have to, I think, reset. But then when we don't know, it's, it's good to continue to do because you're trying. And I think God will honor that. I think part of it too is sometimes you need that reassurance. Um, sometimes when you do get caught up, if you're serving for me, you know, it was the same schedule every week. Sometimes you just have to have that reassurance from God that what you are doing has a purpose. And sometimes it's just that sometimes you feel like maybe you're just not getting enough out of it. And you just need that little moment where God says what you are doing is making a difference. And sometimes that 
shows up where he'll just speak to you and say it. And sometimes it'll show more evident where somebody will come up to you and say something to you that has changed them and you never even knew about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Dumasani brought a good point up and there's this other person and maybe some of you listening fall into this category. There's this other person that is more important to fill your car up than, you know, than maybe maybe you, you look at that more militantly or, uh, you know, you, you have like a little OCD when it comes to that. I know people that, you know, if it's, if it's, there's a little bit of, you know, space missing on their gas gauge, just like, well, I'm going to go on this journey. You know, I better fill my car up or you better get gas. So I got 150 miles. Yeah, but you better get gas. You know, it's like the panic of what if I get caught without gas? What if I get caught empty? What it, you know, and there's gotta be something behind that as well, but somebody can be so overly cautious about that. And then, but at the same time, are you that way about the word of God? Do you view everything in your life that way? And, um, it's kind of like when every trip I go on, right? Not me, but somebody would say, I got to go to the bathroom before I go, because maybe you were just, it was drilled in as a, as a child. And it's like, well, I don't want to get in the car, get down the road and have to go to the restroom and not have one, you know? And it's, there's, there's a point where that becomes kind of habitual as well. Can we get that way about the word of God? Great point to Masani. And you know, um, we, I mentioned a minute ago, God's the only one that can turn emptiness into fullness. And we can put that in there as well, Sam, that God, he's the, God is the only one who can turn emptiness into fullness. God is the only one who can turn emptiness into fullness. So fill us with his fullness and blessing. Even if, listen, even if everything around us emphasizes emptiness, even if everything around us shows emptiness, God is the only one that can fill us with his fullness and blessing. Even if everything around us is empty. I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, that's powerful because you can, you could have, you could be surrounded by emptiness but have a full God and he can fill us with his fullness and his blessing. Even though we're in an empty and barren place, even though we're in a waiting season, even though we still can't answer the question about our purpose and we still can't see that it's being fulfilled and we can't, we still can't see, we still don't feel full but God can fill us with his blessing, his fullness. So I'm going to say this way, empty yourself. You can type this in too, Sam. This is a good one. Empty yourself. I wrote this down right before. Empty yourself and let God fill you. I'm going to say it again. Empty yourself and let God fill you. Amen. Oh yeah. Amen. I think a lot of it is a little bit more than just having a full tank though too. And I'm not trying to get too into the, mm-hmm. the car metaphors, but we're about to <laughs> come on. Cause I'm just saying like, it's like, it's Let's more than it. just, here's the thing. You can't like a full tank of gas. Isn't all you need to drive a car. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to have a foundation. You have inflated tires, right? You need to have your engine running smoothly. You need to, it's a continual practice. It's a matter of like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to get an oil change. I don't want to go to church all the time. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to constantly fill myself with, you know, the right things that I need to make this run smoothly. You know, am I going the right direction? Is my, am I going the right way? Is my car aligned? You know what I mean? Like 
there's all these different things that like there's more than just having a full tank of gas that's gonna like put you on the right path to where like everything is gonna go according to his will and maybe we should do a you know it's funny i text uh i text my pastor like a few months ago and i say hey i have a series and it was just, it was interesting what it was wasn't really about this, but this pl- applies right into it. I don't know why, maybe because we're in the car business, but we're really <laughs> not like, we're not like we're in the mechanic car business. No, we're no. in the advertising side, but my mind's always thinking this way. This was several months ago, but it was like under the hood, you know, like yeah. do it, do a series on under the hood, you know, like 27 point inspection, you know what I'm saying? Check, checking the oil, you know, are your tires aligned? You know, maybe we should do an under the hood set series, you know, I'm cool. down, down for that under the hood. And, uh, but it, but it's just right. I mean, it's, and we can get, we can cover all of the generalities of that by literally looking at something like a car, you know, and, I, and I'll tell you something, I, you know, today I do it because I'll have my assistant call. People will come pick up the car, things like that convenience because I'm busy and I call it that way. But the reality is when I was younger and I couldn't afford that, and I was the person that also went over my miles of my oil change. I don't want to ask any of you guys if you do that, but I would go three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand miles over my old. Oh, I'm two k over mean, right now. <laughs> okay, so so there you go. And like you know as what? we speak, and I'm going to tell you, I did that. But you know that that's those are the those are the simple maintenance things that yeah. that we you know that we have to keep up on our vehicles. And the the thing is, is that life gets in the way of those things, and life will get in the way, and is the thing that gets in the way of 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 making sure that we are maintained correctly in the Lord. So under the hood would be a great deal. We could, you know, we could talk about so many things and equate it to just the simplicity of how we treat our vehicles or not, <laughs> or not. That's true. And uh, maybe we can do that. That'd be easy for us to do. And, um, but you know, as we wrap in this, 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 man, this thing flew by today. Yeah, it did. And you know, it's interesting. We went off of guys, we went off of uh, notes that we wrote right before. So we kind of got off of, um, portion and it's good because the Holy Spirit really directed this morning because I really feel like some people we came in this morning and we to be honest with you we went the direction of running empty right before the podcast and uh, you know it's interesting I, I don't feel like I'm running on empty it wasn't something that we were experiencing we just started talking about it and maybe some of you guys do but I just feel like that somebody needed to hear this today and somebody needs to know that God is God is a God that can fill any circumstance and any void in our lives at any time. He's not just the God that saves, but he's the God that salvation means whole, nothing lacking. Everything's complete. So he's the God that continually saves. He continually fills and continually makes us whole. And that's powerful. And he cares about our lives in business and our lives every day. It's not just a God that cares about what happens in church. I mean, the reality is he cares about if you look at the life of Jesus when he walked around, because church at that time was religious and was wrong, it was the it was it wasn't it wasn't what Je- Jesus came and disrupted the church because the church at that time didn't even believe in him. The so-called church of Israel, of Jew, you know, the, the Jewish people, their church still to this day they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. So when he came in, he was condemned by the very religious leaders. So he didn't come in to have church; he came in to be the church. And you understand? Listen, Jesus had church walking around town. He had church on the mountainside. He had church in the middle of of, of whatever and wherever he was. He had church everywhere he went. He had church in a boat. He had church on the shore. He had church on the top of a mountain. He had church in a cave. He had, he had church everywhere. He was the church. 
And so we got to understand something that if you're in the middle of your business, working from home on a Zoom call in an office building, wherever you are, if you're driving for a living, flying for a living, traveling, listening to this, however and whoever you are, this is where the church is as well. It's not just a Sunday experience. You need to connect with the local church. But here's the deal. We're called to be the church. And in in this marketplace is a real deal. God cares about your peace of mind and how you conduct business because that's the majority of your time. You're working from and at your job more than you're doing anything else. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Why would you not care about that? It's like, man, I can't wait to get through this work week and just get inside the church building. Be the church. I can't, you know, I, I, I gotta go, but I can't believe, we've heard this so many times, especially yesterday when we were on the story of you version. I can't, Mike, I mean, am I exaggerating to say, guys, that one way or the other through Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, what else? Through email, we got several emails. We got two, res, three resumes yeah. yesterday. Can, can I, would I, would it be exaggeration to say that we've got probably 150 inquiries of one, one way or the other? Yeah. yeah. No, okay. It's, it's we had not at least, at, all. at least 70 eBooks downloaded yesterday morning alone from our, uh, from our website. The point is, is I can't tell you how many people said that, man, you, you guys are business, you're a business owner and, and it's faith-based. I, I haven't seen that before, or that's rare. I'm going to tell you there's a revival coming in the business if the believers that are listening right now will allow God to move through you. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. God, our culture here, and we will be glad to teach this and help you with this. Our culture here, now I own this company. So I'm going to, maybe you don't own your company and maybe you can't do this. But when you walk out of here, many, many times there's there's Christian music playing and we we pray before our day in our sales team we have a a deal called make it happen that happens at noon every tuesday the whole company comes together every division every department and we have a rotation of people that that want to do this that actually bring a 10 minute word that's going to be business oriented and uh, faith oriented out of the bible and it's geared and i'm going to tell you we have faith-based selling and that's not what we sell by the way that's what we give away practically it's not what we sell we sell advertising and marketing to auto dealers across the nation in Canada. But what we do, what we give away is Jesus. What we, what we, what we put out there is Jesus. And we make a big deal about it for multiple reasons. So our people here can have a purpose. It, it coming to work in God, our company can have a purpose and we can give back. And you know what? God does it. Faith gear. You think we make money on faith gear? No. First of all, we don't make money on faith. Gear. <laughs> number one, it's number two, Number two, what we do on Faith Gear, and we're in the process of deciding the different uh, ministries to give to, but we're going to give, we're going to give 100%, not 99, 100% of the proceeds of Faith Gear away, 100%. We're actually, we're actually lose money actually, but you can't lose with God. We're actually lose money because then we also give away tons of, tons of stuff. Yeah. We give our employees stuff. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. That's marketplace ministry. It's true, true ministry in the marketplace. And we're going to bring it. We're going to do it. That's who, that's who, what God's called us to do. And I'm going to tell you something. This isn't the reason you do it. And I know I'm going over today. This isn't, I wasn't intended on talking about this, but I'm going to tell you, this isn't the reason we do it, but I'm going to give you the byproduct of it. God, bless your socks off. He'll blow you away. Solomon is my favorite story in the Bible when it comes to linking business and faith. One of my favorite business and faith stories because Solomon asked God for wisdom when he could have asked him for anything. He said, I want wisdom. So God said, okay, because you didn't ask for riches and fame, I'm going to give you fame, riches, and wisdom. And Solomon became the richest, most famous, and wisest 
person. And because of God's wisdom, not Solomon's giftings and talents, because of God's wisdom, Solomon's kingdom was blessed. I mean, just overly and abundantly blessed to the point where it got the attention of all the worldly kingdoms. And here's the byproduct of that. They came to him and they paid him and they said, tell us, show us, man, what, where your source of wisdom comes from. And Solomon was able to point him to God. The byproduct has got to blow your socks off. He'll bless your socks off. You can't outgive him. Businesses get real, man. God's about to do something in the business community, in the business world and get ready. We're going to be at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. I promise you that. Amen. Really quick before we wrap up um, <clears throat> yesterday, and I wish I'd brought mine back in with me because I, I think I left it at my house because I was going to wear it today and I completely forgot. Yes. Um, Eddie Brown hit me up last week and asked us all for our shirt sizes, and he actually sent us shirts. And um, I'm going to read his card off really quick. Can says, you bring it in tomorrow? Yeah, I'll I bring it in tomorrow. And one, I want to. Oh, I go grab pull. yours really quick. Go grab it at your desk. And can you do me a favor, Sam uh, or Eddie? Um, Eddie, can you direct message us or put? I'm sorry, paste your uh, ministry link in the comments if you're if you're uh, still listening with us. I'd like uh, to push that, and, and if anybody wants to find out more about what Eddie's doing. Um, if you feel like helping out, man, let's do it. Yeah. But, uh, so this was the card we got, David. I really appreciate the podcast and the wisdom dropped every morning podcast crew. You guys are awesome. You guys give words every day. Thought these giving words shirts would fit perfectly. You guys give words of joy, hope, love, care, and help every single morning. And that's what we talked about with culture and Dave's showing the shirt right now, by the way, that shirt is soft as all get out. Like it is super soft. Love that shirt. Um, but that's, Dave was Dave was kind of hitting on it like that's that's you know the culture here is basically you know we're not just we're not just making this podcast to try to like you know make money off of this we do we when we started doing this when I took over this podcast it was all about we just want to be able to share the message when Dave told me his vision for faith gear and I ended up taking over you know kind of the whole faith gear side of things that was because Dave's vision was I'm not trying to make money on this. I'm trying to find something that people will not only enjoy, but will allow people to express themselves and be able to be a light to others. Amen. And that's what I keep in the back of my mind. Anytime we do any of our designs, which by the way, keep your eyes peeled because we're working on getting our first big order in for the next drop. And we are, we are going to uh, just, I know we got to go, but just to kind of put a little plug out there too, for those that are listening, um, some of you business people that will be interested in this, we are going to, it's going to be free. It's going to be, there's nothing, no, nothing here at our office. We have a, um, we're a big office and we have a big training facility here as well. We're going to be hosting soon a, a faith uh, business faith. It's only going to be about 40 people because um, that's about what we can handle here in our training room. We want to do it here. We want to have our people serve and uh, we're going to have a uh, maybe a day and a half. So there'll be a day and night stay. We have a hotel attached to the side of our building here and uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be talk. We're going to have a business um, gathering faith based. And uh, we'll come up with a name and a concept of that. And we've been working on it, but um, we're going to be announcing that. And uh, the first 40 people that register can come. That's it. Um, and we're going to we're going to put it out here first before we put it out local because there's we, we, we can fill it up very quickly locally, um, obviously. But we'd love to offer people that aren't local to come, especially some that we um, that. So if you'd like information on that, and you'd like to be one of those 40 message us as soon as possible, because um, it's something that we are going to be doing here in the next, uh, you know, ne- by the in the summer. We're going to be doing it in the summer and um, it's going to be, I promise you to be good. And uh, it can turn into something where we could, you know, we can, uh, we could, we can meet together and, and have, a, have a group of iron sharpens iron individuals. So if you'd like to be part of that, make sure you message us. Song of the day today is fullness from elevation worship and we're already way over. So on that note, we out.
Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.